This is In the Wings with CTC, produced as a part of Connective Theatre Company's network of podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Ray Schultz. I'm a director, an actor, a producer in the Chicago area, and I'm a founding ensemble member and casting director at Connective Theatre Company. Um, You know, if you know me, you know that I love auditions. Love, 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 love. I wake up on audition days feeling like it's the opening of a new play or, you know, equally like the seventh game of the World Series. If you're into that, 2016, whoop. Um, I love the prep. I love the setup. I love warm-ups. I love watching people warm up, weirdly. Um, I love the feeling of walking into that room with something to share and I love the feeling I get when I welcome actors into my room and that they might have something that I need. Um, A 12-hour audition day is an ideal day for me. I love it. It's a dream. As an actor, I'm terribly curious about what happens in audition rooms when I'm not in there and as a casting director, I know what happens and I'm still obsessed. Um, For this episode of In the Wings of CTC, I'm particularly interested in horrific auditions. All the audition stories you're about to hear are real. They aren't scripted or edited. So I want to thank you for joining me and the following artists for a little story time. And I want to thank these actors so much for sharing their time with us. Much love. Okay. So this audition took place my sophomore year of college. And in my theater program, every theater major had to audition for all the shows at the beginning of each semester. So everyone was required to do a dance audition, a monologue audition, and a voice audition, which was, you know, always something that I didn't look forward to because I cannot sing and I cannot dance. Um, Another aside is that our theater was set up so that when we were doing the auditions, we were waiting backstage. The person on stage is, you know, doing their thing. And when you're on deck, you're close enough that you can really easily hear what's going on on stage. Anyways, I get backstage early. I'm chatting with some of my friends who are like also waiting. We're waiting in the green room, whatever. Talking about what songs we picked. It's fine. Um, it gets to be my turn, and I'm like, okay, whatever. It's, it, it was the day where we were doing voice, and I can't sing. But I had, at this point, gotten really good at picking pretty decently easy, easy songs and then cutting them up so that literally 90% of the audition is just talk singing. Um, and there's, like, one or two notes that are, like, super easy, and <laughs> that's it. That was always my audition go-to. Um, and I never got in musicals, but that's you know boohoo <laughs> anyways it gets to be i'm on deck um waiting right back there and i start to hear a really really familiar tune and i realized that the obscure song that i had picked for my audition the girl literally right before me was also singing which is usually you know it's whatever it happens a lot except she is doing a more popular cut of this song which isn't even that popular of a song to begin with um, which has, you know, a lot more singing involved, uh, and she's, she's going for it, uh, and I had cut 
mine so that there was like no notes. So we're doing really, really different cuts of the exact same song. Um, I get in there. It's my turn. I, I give the pianist my book. I show her my cuts and she kind of gives me a look, which, you know, it's fair. Um, and I, I'm like, this is a funny situation. I'm going to acknowledge it. So I start slating and I make like some type of joke like, oh, bet you never heard this one before. I'll be singing. And I said the name of my song, which was uh, Don't Want to Be Here from Ordinary Days. Um, and nobody laughs at all, uh, which was a great, just a great start. Um, so I, I'm like, okay, I'm taking it. I'm going to go with it. The pianist starts playing um, and I start, you know, I'm getting into it, except I immediately realized that she is just playing the cut that the girl before me did. I don't I don't know what was going on with this pianist. She was tired. That's fair. That she's just playing, just not even remotely my cut. Luckily, I didn't know the whole song, even though I, I knew all the words, let's say. I did not know. I cannot sing. <laughs> so... I'm trying. I'm giving it my best. There's all these notes that I don't hit. It gets this one, like, beltier note. Um, and I absolutely, I mean, I, I go for it. My voice breaks so fucking hard it shatters. And it's, uh, it was probably the most embarrassed I've ever been in an audition just because it made me look like an utter fool. But you know, needless to say, I didn't get cast in the production of 9 to 5 that semester. However, I did somehow get the lead in the play, which was Extremities, and that was great and fine. So I, I think I made it out okay. <laughs> My worst audition. Well, let's just say I was dressed in a baseball jersey because I wanted to be like, unique from the other kids, and I was ready to be a star. So I get to Muni auditions, it's my first time auditioning for the Muni, and there's all these kids, and for some reason I have this like deep like belief and understanding, I'm like, I'm special, I'm special, like I'm gonna get it. So we get in there, we start learning this dance combination, and all of a sudden this poor little girl wipes out on the ground. Something within me, I don't know if it's my nerves or what it was, but I bust out in laughter. So I'm literally standing there laughing my fucking ass off at this girl who tripped while dancing and is now crying. So I'm like the biggest asshole. So clearly I didn't get in from that point, but I'm like, okay, great, amazing. So I think nothing of it. I'm like, well, strike one. You know, I am wearing a baseball jersey, so let's continue. So, um, we go to sing our songs. I'm waiting in the hallway and I like get this buzzing feeling. I'm like, this is my moment. God, you're up there. Jesus, high fives. Let's do this. I hand the gal my music. She's like, where do you want me to start? And I go, oh, at the top of the song. She's like, mm, no, no, this is an eight bar cut. Where do you want me to start? And like literally me and whatever, third, fourth grade or something. I'm like, mm, start at the top of the song. Like, I'm like, I fucking know my shit. Start there. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what eight bars means. So I go out there. I plant my feet. I strategically remember, like, spreading my legs, like, as if I was a star. And just, like, standing, like, if you can imagine that. In jeans and a, uh, you know, fucking Cardinals jersey. Because I, 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 I don't know. Anyway, so I'm standing there. There's four bars of intro. I have eight bars. Four of them are intro. 
<laughs> and then I hit him with this rendition from Susical. There once was a girl bird named Gertrude McFuzz, and she, they say, thank you. And I'm like, oh. I say on stage, on the Muni stage, I say, I wasn't finished. <laughs> So now I've laughed at a girl who's crying. I've sassed them. And, um, you know, to my surprise, I ended up getting in that season. And it was, I'm just fucking kidding. They didn't, they didn't take me that year. But anyway, that was pretty bad. And I had no self-awareness and I felt scorned afterwards. I was like, I gave it my all. I, I, I am special. I am sporty. I'm everything. How could they not take me? And that's, uh, that's that on that. So not the best. So in May of 2019, I got an email from a talent agency, um, in Chicago that came and saw our senior showcase that said they wanted me to set up an audition date. So, uh, we set up a date for mid June and I took the day off of work and came downtown and, um, went and stayed at a friend's apartment for the day just so I could like arrange to be in the city just to get everything like set up for it and so I I go to his place and I wanted to to make sure I had plenty of time to get there even though he was in Logan Square and the audition was downtown really shouldn't have taken very long to get there I still wanted to give myself plenty of time so I I left at uh about an hour and a half before um we scheduled the the meeting, which I believe was like around like 4 p.m. or something. Um, so I, I hopped on the train and um, went into the city. And this was it was a beautiful day. It was uh, it was like a little cloudy, but uh, it was about 70 degrees or whatever. And it was it was feeling nice. Um, and then I, I put in the coordinates or the uh, the address for the um, for the agency building into my phone and the important part of the story is that I was rocking a had to had to have been a phone from like 2012 an early Samsung Galaxy phone because the iPhone I had just had completely broken to um just it, it was inoperable so I had to borrow I had to use a uh, like a family member's old phone um and so it was terrible it would die in like an hour and it, it wasn't very reliable but I figured I had plenty of time and uh that this it really shouldn't get in the way which was not what happened i so i punched in the address and i started walking and as i got closer to the destination on um on the gps i could just tell something was wrong as i was like walking towards the lake and it was just like he said it was going to be in the middle of downtown it was a whole it was a disaster and so i i i exited out of it and then typed the address back in and it Took, it was telling me I was on the complete wrong side of the city, so I turned around and started walking, and I, uh, I was just I was completely lost at this point. I started walking down uh, Michigan Avenue at one point. I ended up it, it ended up taking me right by Millennium Park, and I was just this I was convinced it couldn't be right, and I was I was just really getting really getting nervous because now at this point it was about twenty minutes before I, I had to be um, where I was at. Um, or where my audition was at. <clears throat> and so I turned around. I, I was confident that the last time I typed it in that it was going to take me to the right place. And so I, I turned around and I, I started speed walking 
Um, but then, out of nowhere, it was uh, it was what was once a beautiful day was no longer, <laughs> and uh, it just happened to hit a, a, a totally random storm cell, and it just started pouring on me like the skies just opened up, and so I'm I I'm walking with a binder full of music and a relatively nice like button down shirt and and nice pants but i didn't have an umbrella because i was not expecting it to start raining because it was so nice in the morning and i am just i'm getting pounded with rain and i am i'm ready to start like punching anybody i can see on the street because it was just the the worst time for that to happen and it, it got so bad that i eventually walked into a hotel um and I walked into the hotel and asked them if they had any umbrellas that I could buy uh, up at the front desk. And they just ended up walking into uh, the lost and found and just handed me one. And I just took it and was really happy they would just let me take it. It was just some someone that they, somebody had just left there. And so I uh, was really grateful for that. I tried to dry off a little bit and then I walked outside again and started walking towards the building, which was immediately over the bridge from the hotel I stopped at and so I, I and I'm pretty sure I had walked past the building twice but the um the GPS on my phone told me I was not at my destination so I I am at this point 45 minutes late to this and I had already called them and and told them I was going to be late that I was lost and what and whatnot and they were cool with it but I I showed up I walked into the to the um uh, to the lobby of this building, just soaked and I'm pissed. And the guy lets me up to the seventh floor, and I get off the the elevator into this just like like a, a an agency office you would see out of a movie. It's just the most stereotypical. Like everything is the the lights are bright, but all the walls and the floors are like the whitest white you've seen in your life. And the the they've got these huge windows overlooking the city. And I'm I'm just like. I'm, I, I knew I was <laughs> way out of place, but then I, I walked up to the, um, to the front desk desk where the bathroom was so I could go and dry off. And as I was walking over to the bathroom, I just see these, there had to have been 20 girls who are all six feet tall and like a hundred pounds maximum there for modeling stuff. They're just these, what, at like tall, really thin people who are trying to get into the modeling agency and i'm like oh this is just the i mean it's like of course this would happen that i would show up on the day that they're like uh modeling wedding dresses <laughs> and i'm there in a in a plaid button down that is now see-through because i got absolutely drenched um and so I, I i walked into the bathroom and i'm drying off and the guy i the the guy at the sink next to me looked at me and we knew we recognized each other and it's because the guy who saw me at showcase who I was who I was uh doing my audition for that day and he was he was really cool about it he was really empathetic and he, and he helped me dry off for about however long and I it, he was cool and it was it was um it was fine and I walked into my audition and my voice cracked and it was just everything the entire day was just an absolute mess um and so I was really grateful to get out of there when I when I did um uh, heard back a month later, didn't book, which is, uh, wasn't even the worst part of that story, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, uh, that's that. So when I was a freshman in college, I had the opportunity to audition for a production outside of the school of, uh, Romeo and Juliet at our local Shakespeare in the Park company. Um, I had been called back for the role of a Rosencrantz. And, uh, so I got there and it was clear that it was all a bunch of different, 
pairings of Rosencrantz and Guildensterns. And I was paired with a guy who was kind of a, a, a veteran actor with the company. He had worked with them on a ton of projects. He was my Guildenstern, and he was a large man who was a lot older than me. Um, but, you know, I was like, hey, what's up? We're partnered together. Let's do this. And he, right before we go into the audition room, um, touches me on the shoulder and says, do you mind if I, like, make physical contact with you while we do this scene? And I was like, for sure. Yeah, I don't mind. And I remember thinking, like, wow, what a nice guy for asking. Like, that's so nice of him. So then we go in there and we're doing the scene and it's going super well. And then in the middle of the scene, he smacks my ass and I was in complete shock. Didn't know what to do, but everyone was laughing and just kept going with the scene so I I just kept going I literally didn't know what to do and looking back I coulda shoulda woulda like stopped and been like whoa excuse me that is not okay with me can we not do that but at the time I was honestly really intimidated and I I felt like Oh, am I going to like ruin the audition if I stop? And so in, in this split second, in that moment, I just kept going. And I think, unfortunately, this type of story is probably not all that uncommon. And uh, after the callback, you know, I just left the building. I went straight to my car. I was like, yikes. And I, I, I was texting friends inside to see if they could see if I needed to read again or if I could just leave because I was so humiliated. And now I look back at my sweet younger self and I don't blame her at all but I just recognize that a lot of women have probably felt that way where they didn't say anything they didn't speak up and stop and say whoa that was not okay with me um and that's something we need to do we need to hold people accountable um again not blaming my younger self just looking back on you know lessons learned and that never should have happened and it's not okay and I know it happens to a lot of women and and men too I'm sure a lot of people. So yeah, that's my audition horror story. I done got spanked without my own consent. And I didn't book. <laughs> I lived in New York for a couple years pursuing acting professionally. And during that time, I was always looking for upcoming auditions on backstage and whatnot. And I had seen one for a production of Heather's in Philadelphia. I sent them my headshot and resume and secured an appointment. So being in New York, of course, you don't have a car. So I had to book a Megabus ticket to get myself from New York to Philly, which takes about two to three hours. And I had never ridden a Megabus before. Not really sure how they worked, but, you know, have phone, will travel. You can kind of figure it out. So I got on the bus early that morning because my audition was uh, in the afternoon. And on the way there was making sure I had all my materials prepared. Uh, They had asked for two contrasting selections, each being about 16 to 32 bars. And since the style of the show is pop rock, I figured I wanted to do one of those. But I was going to start off with something more character heavy to show that I could act. Uh, so on the way there, you know, I had my selections ready, got my headshot and everything. And then 
was also trying to figure out how you unobnoxiously warm up on the bus, which is not an easy task, and eventually got to Philadelphia about an hour before my appointment. Uh, When I landed, I had to leave the bus terminal and walk to, I believe, the downtown area and hop on a smaller subway system, which I'd never used before there. Um, and then eventually I did get to my appointment time with about a half hour to spare. So, you know, audition rooms are kind of hectic and, uh, anxiety inducing. Everybody's trying to warm up and trying to make sure they sound good and also kind of eyeing each other out and seeing what your competition is. Uh, the other thing about this, uh, audition place is that you could very easily hear what was happening in the audition room. It was very, uh, echoey, so you could hear everybody singing. And so I'm waiting in line for my time and I get called up. So I go up there and do the, hello, my name is blah, 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 blah. And so I start with my character piece. Now, again, I picked this one just to show that I could act knowing that I had a second piece lined up. Uh, to show more of a pop rock range. So I do the first song and basically towards the end of it, get cut off by the director and says, okay, we're done. We don't need to see you anymore. And I'm kind of dumbfounded because A, I got an appointment, uh, which means I sent them stuff and they wanted to see me. And they also knew I was coming from New York, so it wasn't an easy trip. And I had been asked to prepare two songs. And since I had the second one ready to go, I figured I would get a chance to sing that. I know auditions are all different and uh, you kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt. But these people (laughs) were so rude and so inconsiderate of my time. I just realized it wasn't even worth trying to ask if I could sing my second song. I just got out of there and basically went and cried in a park because I spent all day on this mega bus to Philadelphia and then just bombed and not bombed, but wasn't treated nicely as a human being or an actor and then was told to just leave and so I was upset about that and then I had to go back and wait for my bus uh which was another couple hours so I just chilled in the uh subway or excuse me the bus depot for a while which was very beautiful but is not a fun place to be for multiple hours and then on the bus trip home Our megabus broke down on the New Jersey Turnpike and we all had to get off and wait for another bus to come and pick us up and it turns out that our engine had caught fire. (laughs) So it was just a day of really unfortunate circumstances, which honestly, by the time the bus caught fire, all I could do was laugh. (laughs) Yay, auditioning in New York. All right, so... When I moved to Chicago, I was, like, very much under the impression that I had to go to, like, every audition I possibly could, no matter what, and, you know, if I didn't, I was, like, wasting an opportunity. Um, That's, like, what I had always been told in college, so I'm, like, submitting for all these auditions, and I was submitting on theaterinchicago.com, so silly me, thought all the theaters would actually 
be in Chicago. And it's the night before, like, maybe my sixth audition. And I look at the posting, and I realize that it's actually in a suburb. And I look at Google Maps. It's, like, an hour and 40 minutes away. And I have to take the metro, which I've never done before. Um, But I'm like, you know what? Okay, like, I have to do it. I have the time. Like, it's okay. I'll figure it out. Um, Woke up at, like, 6 a.m., had to go to the Amtrak station, like, I was, like, traveling across the world. It was $10, which, honestly, at that point, I wish I would just, like, turned around because I <laughs> I really didn't know anything. I assumed it was going to be a couple bucks, just, like, the city train. Um, and the train's going, like, super slow. Like, it's already a long commute, and I realized, like, 45 minutes in, there's no way I'm going to make my slot. And so I, like, emailed the director. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know this is so unprofessional, but, um, like, I'm going to be late, like if there's still time, like, I'd love to still audition when I get there, um, I didn't get any reply, like, before I got there, um, but the train pulls in, um, you know, I kind of realize it's, like, in the middle of nowhere, which, you know, that's cool, um, I get in there, and, um, I'm, like, 30 minutes late, so I was, like, scared they weren't even gonna let me in, but I get there, and basically find out it was, like, she wasn't even really following the slots, the director, it was just kind of, like, walk in whenever and like um we'll just do a bunch of readings from the script and there was a guy there that was like doing everything like without holding a script and like because he'd played the part every year it was a Christmas show so we love to see it um there's another guy that like just came in with no monologue and was like oh I'm sorry like I was in the last show like uh I was so busy with the last show like memorizing lines I didn't do a monologue you know, just classic, like, towny community theater stuff, which, you know, is fun, but I'm still in this headspace of, like, I gotta be, like, very professional. Um, so, you know, I kind of felt like the audition, um, maybe wasn't necessarily what I was looking for, um, but I'm like, okay, that's fine, like, I'm glad I did it, good experience. Um, I walk back to the train station, which, by the way, there's no sidewalk, so I'm, like, in heels, walking in the grass, my feet are, like, digging in, I look a mess, I get there, and realize that the audition took so long that I missed my train, and there's, like, not another one coming for hours. So, I've done Uber to this diner, and at this point, uh, I must have looked, like, very dejected, because the, like, host was like, oh, are you dining alone? And I said, yeah, and she was like, oh, it's okay, you know, you can be eating alone, like, I must have looked like I just got, gotten, like, broken up with, um, I felt really stupid, my phone was dying too, so I had to, like, pitifully ask them if they had, like, a charger, and they did charge it for me, which was super nice, um, so I hung out there for, like, two hours, which, um, really did not help how pitiful I looked, um, and then I went back to the train station, and I'd been, like, Ubering back and forth, I paid for the food, like, I'd paid for this train ticket, all said and done, this was, like, a $50 audition, honestly, um, and it was, like, a 12-hour day, like, truly, I left at, like, 7 a.m., and after, like, getting to the audition, doing the audition, getting to the diner, staying there, getting back to the train, all of that was, like, just an absurdly long time, like, full-day thing. So I learned a very valuable lesson that really, truly, like, try to go to as many auditions as possible, but there are some that are just not worth the time. If you're not, honestly, I wasn't even right for the part. Like, they probably weren't going to cast me anyway, and they didn't, but um, (laughs) there was nothing to turn down. But even if they had, like, like offered me a role there was no way I could have made that commute like it's honestly like it it's okay to like back out of an audition if you realize it's like completely not right for you and uh also I learned that I need to look at where the audition is even if it's on theater in Chicago because it might not actually be in Chicago 
Hi everyone, it's Ray again. If you yourself have an audition story that you want to share of any kind, please send it to me at connectivecasting at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your time. We love you. We'll see you next time on In the Wings with CTC. Thank you.